Hello, I'm Jennifer Hansen and you're listening to Take a Breath, a series where we ask some of the amazing people who work within our 302 community to sit with us, take a breath and tell us their stories. We'll hear all about the passions, heartaches, hopes and fears of our friends who dedicate their lives to bringing breath to others. Today our host Helen Palmer talks to Sheila Baganaya about her work at Frio2 in Uganda. Welcome to Sheila, who works on the team at Frio2. Thanks for being part of today's conversation. Hello everyone. I'm Sheila and I'm really happy to be here. Wonderful. I thought we'd start our conversation, Sheila, by finding a little bit about what's your main role on the team and where in the world are you located? So I'm currently located in Uganda, um, where I was born and raised, Mm -hmm. and I'm currently the manager of Frio to Uganda. And my main role is to ensure that um, health facilities in Uganda have access to oxygen therapy. Uh, through our oxygen system. So by deploying our oxygen systems, uh, building a team around it, and currently we are establishing and piloting a social enterprise model uh, to ensure sustainability of these systems. It's very exciting what you guys are doing. I was having a bit of a look on Facebook on and on the World Wide Web. And so for any of those who are starting to listen to this conversation, I do encourage you to go and have a look and you'll see Sheila speaking about some of those aspects in particular. But today we want to find out a little bit about you. And so I'm wondering, what's your story? How did you come to be working with Free O2? Um, so... It's an interesting one. I had just uh, finished my undergraduate degree Mm -hmm. uh, just before graduation. And I knew that I always wanted to do something related to innovations. And my mentor at the time encouraged me to go into a public hospital Mm -hmm. where I would have a wide array and exposure to various uh, medical devices and different challenges from whence I would find something that I would want to work on um, in the future. So that's how I ended up at Mbara Hospital as a volunteer, as a volunteer biomedical engineer. And at that time, it was the first time an oxygen plant was being installed at the hospital. So they actually needed a biomedical engineer to help the management, the maintenance, the training. So I was up for the task. Through that, I worked closely with the pediatric unit because that was the biggest consumer of oxygen at the hospital. So many children would come in with pneumonia, uh, with complications of malaria, with uh, sepsis, with birth asphyxia, and they would need, and with different neonatal conditions, and they would need supplemental oxygen. So I found myself working really closely with this department because they were my biggest consumers at the hospital. So it's also during that time that uh, Roger and Jim Mm -hmm. uh, came to visit Mbara and they had this interesting um, innovation. And I say, yeah, and then I I thought, yeah, this is interesting. It would really uh, be helpful to most of our children who are having uh, some challenges, of course, with power. Uh, So I said, yeah, I think let's try this out at the hospital. And that's how our journey started. 
thinking about that notion of power, I'm wondering what powers up you? What gets you going? What gets your juices and your passions flowing? Um, I think for me, it's just uh, doing work that directly impacts life. So seeing um, that my work uh, directly contributes to someone walking out of a hospital alive, yeah, that really, really gets me up going and doesn't let me sleep. Yes, so I mean, just uh, waking up and knowing that what you're doing, especially has a huge contribution to the lives of children, um, helping, I mean, suffering children, if we provide oxygen, that means mothers don't have to travel a very long distances for referral. Um, if the oxygen is available and it's affordable, uh, that means people can be treated quickly. Many of the people who look after the children are actually mothers. So when they are kept in hospital longer, the families are just destabilized. So mm. for me, just even how just increasing access to oxygen goes a long way in improving the lives and improving generally the social life of the people in these, um, in these facilities and even the parents of these children. It's, it's really huge for me. It's just a small thing, isn't it? But what you're telling me is it has a big impact on the life of that child, on the parents, on the family and the broader community. That's true. That's very true. I'm wondering, when you were a child, did you see yourself getting into something that was maybe involving innovations or technology or medicine? What did you think you would be when you grew up? Um, so actually, uh, my mom is a nurse, so I got a lot of inspiration from her growing up. And mm -hmm. I definitely knew that I wanted to be in a health-related field. I, I thought medicine or pharmacy, but... Uh, Interestingly, when I reached, when I did my final exams, uh, my points did not allow me to get into medicine or pharmacy, but just in that very year is when biomedical engineering was being introduced. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. It has, you know, my passion. It has something that um, it's about life. It's about, it also has engineering. So, so it sounds like a good mix of your talents, your interest, your skills, the inspiration from your mother. How long have you been working with Free O2? I think that's about four years now. Mm. In that time, has there been a moment or a memory that stands out for you? I mean, when you see a baby come in, literally dying, and then... You, um, that the clinicians are able to give them this life-saving treatment and it actually does like improve their lives and you can actually see them become happier and be discharged from hospital after a few days. Um, so baby Francis came to the hospital. He was sick, he was being taken care of his mother. And that was a time that we had just switched on, switched on our oxygen system and there was oxygen available. And luckily he, he had access to this oxygen, which uh, probably would not have been available. Uh, so he was quickly treated, of course, oxygen with other antibiotics. And he quickly, like you could, immediately see the change yeah the change within maybe even the next day you could see how he's changed how he's now playing how he's able to breastfeed so those are very powerful moments for us powerful 
I'm imagining uh, people having really good vibes with each other and, and lots of smiles and lots of good outcomes coming from the work you're doing together. That's very rewarding. Indeed. One of the things I think we can take for granted is oxygen because in a normal day, we can breathe it. And it's just part of our life to take that breath in and out. Oxygen is life-giving. And I'm wondering, what gives you life? Where do you find the oxygen that helps you keep going? And, and that's both a, um, a metaphorical and a literal question. So, you know, what do you do in your day to keep your body breathing? And, and what do you do in terms of your spirit to keep your spirit going? Um, so I, I derive a lot of inspiration from the Bible. Mm -hmm. So that helps me. I read a lot. And I'm surrounded by, I think, a very strong support system and also very inspiring people around me who are doing so many great and amazing things. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what keeps me going, yeah. You said that you read a lot. What's a book that you've been reading lately that you could recommend to others? Um, so my latest read was an African book it's called, it's by a very famous writer called Chinua Achebe. It's generally about Africa colonialism. So that was my latest read. Is it a fiction book or a factual book? It's fiction. Um, so I don't read too much fiction. I usually read a lot of uh, biographies, um, self-help books, if that's what many people call them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, my personal favorite uh, biography currently is by Michelle Obama, Becoming. So, yeah. I, I haven't read it, but I have seen the interview where she talked about it. Um, for me, it's actually, it's it's the process. Like, getting there is a process. You can't just wake up and be the person that you've always dreamed of, but it's a process. Uh, many things have to happen before you get to that person. And it's about you um, keep keeping on and working through um, very many things, very many challenges. Yeah, and everyone, yeah, everyone fights some battles, achieving and being the person that they want to be. Yeah. One of the thoughts about this podcast is it's called Take a Breath. And so that's the idea that we're taking a pause. It can also be the idea that there are moments in our life because we have life full of moments and it's not how many moments we have, it's how many moments that can take our breath away. So I'm wondering, is there something that's happened to you recently and it may not be anything to do with Frio too, where you think, yes, that's a moment that took my breath away. So I, when, when I think of something that took my breath away, I think of, um, I call it my experience that really pushed me into oxygen work and actually thinking that this is exactly where I want to be. Um, so just being um, employed at the hospital as new and um, there was no, I think there was a challenge with power overnight. And the day before I had made a ward round with one of the nurses who's a good friend of mine. And I had left uh, the ward filled with a number of young children. Mm -hmm. And the next morning when I came, of course they hadn't been power. And I just came, you know, just to say hello to the nurse and just 
walk around and see if everything is okay. And when I looked around, um, the room was almost empty. And when I asked, oh, where are the children? So a few of them had been referred, but also a few of them hadn't survived the night. Um, so, yeah. And that's, I think that's when I said, now this is what I need to do. Like, this is really what I need to focus on. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's my moment. As we come to a close, I'm wondering, you are at the world here in 2020. And when you look back to yourself entering the workplace for the first time, is there some advice that you would give your younger version of yourself, something that you might do differently or something that, they, that you might uh, warn or inspire yourself about? Um, yes, I would definitely tell my younger self to not be afraid and just try and that you will make mistakes and it's okay and you learn from them and grow and also take on challenges and do not be afraid of doing new things, things that haven't been done before and creating paths for people. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today and sharing where you've got to. Welcome, Helen. Thank you so much for organizing this. Pleasure. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. In this current context of COVID-19, accessible oxygen supply is critical. A hypoxic child cannot survive seven minutes without constant oxygen supply. That's how quickly a baby's life is lost. And that's why Frio 2 have made it their mission to keep the oxygen flowing, even when the power cuts out. Please like, share and subscribe to this podcast. You can also follow us on our website, www.frio2.org or on Facebook at Frio 2, Instagram and Twitter at Frio 2 AU and LinkedIn at Frio 2 Foundation Australia. Thanks for listening.